0: There were some great bands, it was a good event, and you could just see the potential of Springfield in this environment, you know, as something of uh, just the, the, the gathering of community. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more
1: what's up and welcome to episode 33 of life in motion Uh, today's guest is brett johnston a man who kind of wears many hats but is uh one of them he's very involved with the springfield music scene um, so much that he sort of started his own booking company um, compass rose um, and besides throwing some awesome events uh, they also sort of help give back to the community as well Um, we'll of course get into all of that um, but Brett, thank you for being on the show today.
0: Jeremy, thanks for being here, it's a, it's a pleasure.
1: Definitely, ha- happy to have you, haven't had um, uh, I guess a, a, anybody with a musical background on here before, so it would be kind of interesting at that side of the culture. Yeah. Um, but before we kind of get into everything you do and the events and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, if you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you grew up, sort of uh, any hobbies, maybe how you kind of got into, I guess so passionate about this.
0: Yeah, uh, grew up in Springfield, have never never been able to get out have made plans to but it uh you know the longer that i've been here the more that i've found it a place that uh is willing to accept yeah um, people to to help kind of to help yeah and uh you know music i guess specifically is a is a passion i've always just been drawn to it making noise and um i was a choir nerd really growing okay. up and uh the group singing uh, you know really kind of touches my heart but then you find that at concerts when you're all experiencing the same and so that that really kind of transcended um for me from being active in it to being the a a participant yeah you know, just through just through listening um it you know it's 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 music it's lifeblood it, you know, it's, it changes your emotions. It can manage your emotions. You can,
1: yeah, definitely uh,
0: experience it with people and brings community. Yeah, there's, there's so many, so many just wonderful things. Just but, um, just music being music is, is, yeah, what, what, really, what really, you know.
1: <laughs> so, and it started, you said kind of from a, um, I guess a quarrel aspect. Mm-hmm. If I said that word right, um, so you so you were in a, in a choir or or in that and kind of it yeah. kind of evolved from th- from that. Yeah, in
0: high school, and then I had a great opportunity to uh, um, sing in college at Drury. With okay, they've got a they've got a um, a smaller choir called Drury Singers that's fairly. Um, you know, it, it's it was an honor to be a, a, a part of it, but you know the the singing with powerful voices, and then being able to, to kind of tour a little bit and go to Europe through oh, singing, really? and, um, you know, uh, a couple of the members of that choir are now, you know, one's one's on Broadway, one is Michael Spires, who's one of the world's best, greatest baritones. Really? And, you know, and so it, uh, yeah, just super cool opportunities through... through um, singing
1: so what was that like so you so you were you part of the group that traveled to Europe yeah yeah yeah. so what what was that like where'd you guys go like
0: I mean it uh some of the most emotional experiences were in those you know it was eight to ten days the first uh one we took and it was you know one of our we sang at the Cathedral of Notre Dame we sang a Sunday service there we um uh we performed at the International um, Memorial Day service um at Normandy Beach, okay. um, and so uh, that was you know that, that was it. And I'm getting chills right now yeah. thinking about it. But um, singing in this this it's hard to describe when when you go someplace and you can sense and feel how much more there is. Yeah. So like, watch walking the beach before performing and knowing the the amount of lives that were lost on that, yeah. and then just. Feeling that, and the rows of crosses, and and uh, um, it, it it was it was an incredible experience. That um, and then then on that same trip, we we sang at some tiny, tiny uh, uh, churches. I mean, smaller than churches, just these just, uh, just in the streets of the Netherlands. You know, you, really? where you can't even get there by vehicle. You have to get dropped off, and then you walk through these tiny bricked yeah. streets, and then you find this place and uh, they were just so warm and so welcome, and getting uh, man, it, it, what a trip. I haven't thought about it in a while. Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. No, I'm uh, glad you uh, brought that up, cause yeah. um, and kind of at that same time in college, I was uh, I, I had a couple radio shows on the it was K Drew, and okay. now it, it's come back as a local kind of low power FM station, but um, it was hap- It was a station for ever, okay. and so kind of. Um, actually at the end of uh, my college days I was fighting to keep the station alive and we ultimately lost and so there were several black years for ninety-eight one on the sprinkler okay. radio dial. but um, I was hosting a hip hop show and this like rock show and, and having these uh, opportunities to connect with artists right and yeah. so uh, I was young kind of took that opportunity to I didn't know better and so I was reaching out to record labels and and uh, anybody who would listen saying hey i've got these radio shows can i talk to your guests can you send me yeah. can you send me music and some of those things uh started to happen just a uh, part of it was cuz it was the late 90s and i said it's this fm station cuz it was yeah. but uh you know there wasn't the internet to find that it was this fm station that covered <laughs> about a mile of springfield yeah, right but still <laughs> um but, but some of those kind of spurred the and supported the the love of music and 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 pushed me kind of in those directions and the first big festival I threw was actually for that radio station on Drury campus and that was like and it was <laughs> funny enough uh we have some experience with rainouts, but it poured that day oh was it <laughs> a, a one-day festival yeah yeah of course. um <laughs> uh, and it was you know uh I still enjoy, I, I just enjoyed the process. Yeah. I'm babbling, man. Thank you. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> so, like, I guess with that first,
1: um, I guess the first event that you threw, um, you're still in college at that mm-hmm. point, right? So how many, um, I guess, artists did you come through? Was it, like, a day-long event? Like, yeah, that what, was, what all went into that planning? That was, I, especially um, if you had never had any experience before that with planning an event. I mean, that's a pretty big yeah. thing to kind of figure out. So, Well, at
0: that point, I'd only, I'd, I'd helped organize a couple of, like, you know, kind of your standard concert. Yeah. So, opener, band, there's a cover charge, fairly straightforward. Yeah. Concert things with local bands. Um, but this was, I think we had eight bands. Okay. And, um, Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yeltsin, was kind of our head, uh, was among our headliners. This is when they were first starting. Okay. And so like, Phil Dickey on the drums. Yeah. Had like a milk crate for his <laughs> drum throne. Uh, and, you know, we had there were these there were, oh, the name of the band escapes me, um, but our our true headliner was uh, had just been signed to a to a label in L.A. and they came in and it was funny. It was kind of this big local deal, but uh, that's Um uh, But but no, I mean it was just finding figuring out the um, the the organization really of talking to all of these artists, talking to. You know, we we pretty much just had uh, on-campus vendors. Okay. You know, so, yeah. So just talking to the different departments and having them, um, organize. I mean, it, it's it was really just a an event planning kind of plunge.
1: Yeah. And, and it sounds like it made
0: Rocktoberfest.
1: Octoberfest was that the name of it? It's
0: Sunderland Field. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome.
1: <laughs> that's an awesome name. So I guess so. That's kind of what I guess. That, and that's interesting, hearing kind of the story with the traveling and then kind of how it all led to that. So, and like you said, you kind of didn't know any any better at the time. It just sounded like it was kind of awesome. And that yeah. kind of continued to evolve, I guess, throughout the years um, yeah. with different events.
0: Um, I, you know, I didn't really throw too many bigger events for a while after that. The radio station, was the uh, Student Government Association pulled the funding for the oh. radio station. And um, so I, I, that was kind of my first... Realization that I didn't want to ever have any involvement in anything political. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because uh, I spent a couple months going to student, you know, as a manager of the station, going and fighting for our (laughs) money and then losing terribly for you know. Uh, Um, It's a bummer. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) I'm 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 glad that 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 station is back. But uh, no, I didn't uh, really work on too many events for a few years after that. It was I um, I I wrapped. And we played a bunch of shows kind of around the Midwest and around Springfield and organized little hip hop shows in Springfield. Um, But didn't do too much big there in kind of like the mid 2000s. And I was also working full time for the news leader. And so, like, um, was trying to do the professional thing, but also this rap thing and were, were you
1: able to kind of merge the two as like what you were doing with like the leader at the time like where uh, it sort of followed no, not, your passion a little bit or not
0: really i was a sports writer and okay. worked on the sports page for okay the, for the leader but um it was funny to see these two because uh one of the guys that that i rapped with was uh also worked at the newsletter. and so okay. we had this weird following <laughs> of journalists uh <laughs> that's funny <laughs> these little dive bar shows um but no, they get coverage, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> they, uh, they didn't really marry too okay. well the, the stage personality and the sports writers. I, uh, I wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so you kind of did that um, and kind of, uh, I guess, eventually evolved. And then, so sort of, um, what, I guess, what kind of, or, or at what point did you decide, I guess, to start? I don't, I'm not saying that you weren't serious about the other stuff, but kind of start, and I guess more into serious with like the Compass Rose stuff as yeah. like actually like booking shows. I think you did stuff like that before you even started yeah. that and kind of got more, like I said, serious is the best word I can think of. But sure. what did well, that kind of look like? So
0: there were, there's kind of a couple, there's about 12 years, I guess, in the, <laughs> in the middle. We, uh, um, the same guy who, uh, Alan Vaughn, okay. and I had, had, been rapping and sporting at the newsletter together and we were real good friends from from college we um the the next kind of step in it was we we saw this lack of of in this sinking ship of conventional journalism and the newspaper Mm -hmm. was was going through some tough times this is 2007 2008 and the newspaper industry in general this wasn't just yeah Springfield um he and I, as um local performers and being not that we were expecting ourselves to have coverage, but as just being in the in the arts kind of scene and being active in it, we you know noticed how as the newspaper was scaling back um there was very little arts coverage i mean there just wasn't the capacity for for arts coverage, yeah um, and so we um we jumped ship and started a, a media company called Tag. Okay. Um, that had a, that was to cover all things, but to, to include the arts. And uh, it was a sponsor-driven thing. You know, we've got this magazine and these radio shows and this TV segment and all these things, but um, we, uh, that that's, can be tough. Yeah. Right? Uh, and so kind of seeing the same uh, things that, you know, the, those sponsors being very skeptical, of, of course, of a small new thing. Um, and we, ju- we started adding events. And so we found that people are, were, were excited to be a part of these, these events. And okay. so it, it kind of came back into my life just as a model to um, create more revenue and keep our employees and our riders paid. Right, with the events, so we were using these events to bolster the sponsorships of the magazine and other things, okay. Um, and uh, that's that's kind of how it came back, and the I just it, it recaptured, um, kind of an imagination for I remember, I remember the first event that convinced me. To really get back into events, and this was um, the first Dam Jam. Okay. Uh, they used to have the River Dam Jam at the Square, and I think this was the first event um, with beer sales at the Square. And there were some great bands, it was a good event, and you could just see the potential of Springfield in this environment. You know, is something of uh, just the, the the gathering of community and yeah. that really um, struck home with with kind of how we were trying to uh, community was at the core of this magazine that we had. Mm-hmm. It was you know um, anyway, it's already been a long story, but nice. but, but as as um, you know, as time went on and uh, business went up and then the roller coaster of business and we kind of found ourselves in in new directions and, and looking for um different paths um the the events kind of kept going but the careers sorry the events for me kind of kept going but our careers kind of went differently as, as the magazine closed and we um got into to real jobs mm-hmm. um, yeah and so the path for me then i i gotten into some non-profit work that kept me involved in in the events and kept me connected to um people that would uh um let me allow me to continue kind of producing events and it just continued to escalate um uh, i worked a, a couple years for downtown springfield association okay. and then um uh, went to the springfield regional arts council um and their development and marketing kind of director capacity and but was able to then Add more people and more kind of venues to to see these possibilities for events, and it was really while I was at the Arts Council that um, you know things just took another step. I would started receiving more and more um, like I somehow got on on more and more lists of like agencies. Okay, and so I was receiving these. Hey, this band is available to come through. So they're actually reaching out to you, saying, "Hey, do right. you have anything and, going
1: on for these people to play?" Right. Okay, and
0: they're they're sending these emails to, you know, a wide swath of people in Springfield. Um, but the, you know, there's there's really a lot of these requests that there's just not the there wasn't the capacity, to house them. And the first one that really kind of struck for me was um, this trio out of Michigan called the Accidentals. Um, and they'd contacted and I listened. I was like, "Oh my god." Springfield has to host this band. At the time, our events were driven by local music, which I local music and local musicians are the main fabric in our music community, but I also feel like for uh the music scene in in general to propel or grow or whatever that that verb is. Yeah. Um it takes high quality um Acts or performers who aren't from Springfield mm-hmm. to to play and have these other bands kind of open with them and it, and it puts a, puts them under a bigger spotlight, I feel like. Um, so it was the Accidentals reaching out and then, I'm like, oh, we have to have this. The
1: Accidentals yeah. reaching out is kind of uh, funny given their name. Accidentally reaching right. right. out. Know, just saying. <laughs> yeah, just <for> saying. Sure. <laughs> um,
0: and then just kind of, you know, it uh, became something that it was a it was a really great show and so I started saying yes and following up with more of those agents you know looking for things and um so did it come to a point like where
1: so basically they reach out to you say hey we have this this band or group or whatever coming through what what do you have for us Mm -hmm. did you have to like look at like okay we have just I don't know, some random arts fest or something, like some event coming here, maybe we can plug in with that. Or were, did it get to a point where you actually had to create an event out of thin air, I guess is the best way. That, yeah. Nothing going on to fit their dates in kind of that way? That, yeah, for okay. sure.
0: Um, so it, it did, So that, that first show was, you know, or, or that first was really just trying to, it was at Lindbergh's. And so okay. I started just using kind of connections and friends, whether it was Lindbergh's, we did some of all over the place at the, okay. the outland complex a white river. Um, and that, that was a place where we turned a, you know, the, the back room there of, of the brewery. Uh, this is, you know, now a few years ago that, that we took a blank room and made it a venue, you know, and brought, yeah. brought everything in and, um, and did it, but it, it was a mixture. It's, it's been a mixture of finding, um, Finding who has availability, who who is willing to you know kind of let you come in and Open put up on the a space show. Yeah. So there's the trust factor, which um, you know uh, was nice to have worked with people before, so they did trust. One of my favorite places to infill for a, a, a concert is is uh, the Fox Theater. Okay, I've never. The, it's over here on the square next to the History Museum, and it's it's a, a beautiful room. You have to. You kind of put everything into it, you know. It starts okay. with a pretty clean slate. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you can look at any room. Like, that's, that's kind of the Compass Rose thing was just uh, my friends with Hotel Vandevoort had asked that I help kind of their ongoing booking. Okay. Um. And so, you know, it was a combination of, of the agents and the national acts, but also trying to build... Um, when they ask, it's like, well, how many rooms are there in Springfield that need music? Yeah. Which is, if you ask me, it's every room needs music. Yeah, right? yeah So yeah. Um, it, it just kind of became a thing where uh, finding I started trying to find rooms that could host music to give local musicians more work. Okay, yeah. Right? And so it's really a symbiotic thing between the two. A lot of uh, kind of this... Kind of became this third branch, right? Because a lot of artists aren't necessarily great at communicating to venues, and venues aren't always great about that. And so it was just kind of became this third thing of okay. matchmaking, yeah, of making it really easy for you know some hotels and some breweries and places where they just say, "I want music from six to eight at this time," and I say, "Okay," and I, you know, we PA everything, we go in and set it up and.
1: So do the whole get out of there. As far as like the the, um, I guess the venues or the potential venues. Um, obviously, the, like you said, there's the re- the relationship aspect to it, but um, is more obvious of hey, I know this bar has this space or this space has this mm-hmm. space. But when it comes to finding um, the different artists, how how does that like? I mean, like you said, maybe they're not very good at communicating when there's some mm-hmm. underground and they're playing their band and they just rip like. But yeah. you, how how do you find out about these different artists and kind of bring in unique people? Because I know like Do Good and that stuff. There's people that I've never ever heard of, but they're they're all awesome. So like, how do you find those uh, the talent? I guess.
0: Yeah, it's a mixture of, um, you know, because because well for do the Good, smaller ones, yeah, for yeah, some yeah. for some of the uh, for some of the bigger events, it's a mixture of reaching out to people I've met maybe from the agencies mm-hmm. or just regionally. Um, uh, I just try to always find new music and just like SoundCloud new, and stuff uh, or like different everything. Facebook. You know, I just try to find yeah <laughs> every 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 medium there is. Yeah, you know I'm trying to to find something new and and uh, it's it's just that mixture of locally and regionally like going from that pool of um, connections I've made just from being here my whole life. Yeah, and, being, and trying to be as involved um, in listening and and meeting new people in music as as possible and a lot of times those artists who I've worked with are the ones who um say hey you have have you heard uh uh, of recent example is uh Mark Barger awesome awesome performer he was uh bring your green hat is the name of the band that people don't recognize but I had him playing someplace and um during the during his set break, he's like, "Hey, have you have you met or seen Guinevere Schaefer And she just moved to Springfield from St. Louis, and she's phenomenal. But it's just you know it's these and and anybody who who hears this, you you must find Guinevere Schaefer and listen. But she uh, and Mark too. Yeah. But she, uh, <laughs> um, you know, he he just very. Hey, this is someone you need to work with. You've gotta gotta hear this, and I. Did a quick search, found it, and it's yep. just true. <laughs> you're, you're, yes, Mark, you're right. It you <laughs> needs to be playing places in Springfield, and so it's just um, they come that way. They, just, you know, it's 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 networking like any other industry, yeah. Um, and just being open and willing to listen to everything, you know, we, for every uh, that was one of the things I had to learn pretty quickly. Was uh, there are a lot of artists looking for. There, there are more artists looking for space than there are spaces to play okay and um it does kind of create this uh ability to to put on quality things and try to find the the absolute best fits for each event or each space yeah find the vibe
1: definitely see that as being a challenge for that, yeah. for that. um kind of to go back um to the first um, event like where that the, the little uh, petri dish as I was thinking when you are talking about that of like <laughs> hey this is what Springfield could be um, how have you kind of seen I guess like uh, the music scene not only like the music and acts but more or less like how the community's um, involvement of it I guess how have you seen that kind of grow over the years um, not only from the different things that you put on but other events that come in um, because I'm sure there's been kind of a cultural growth and shift slowly yeah. since the first time you noticed that.
0: Um, I think so. Like, there, it, it's definitely grown, and I think it's uh, grown just people being willing to um, also put on events. Like the more the yeah. more events, the better. You know, it's uh, and and to take tries with uh, things that they don't know are going to be a financial success. Like so one thing I think for me is that that's not my that's never been my motivator to throw a great event right yeah and I, f- I feel like there's a lot of people who that will be the, the well if if it does if it doesn't turn enough money then it's not worth doing right yeah and so I um but I feel like it's 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 grown there's more people producing events there's more people taking on um, more costly acts you know, okay. you look at um, it's the growth of the Galois, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the, the acts and the quality that they're bringing in. JQH Arena is um, a viable thing. It, you know, it's not necessarily a lot of the big shows they have there aren't, aren't really the music I listen to, mm-hmm. but I understand for our community, um, the, the level of acts is something that um, helps everybody. Yeah. When, I, when the Galois is booking bigger acts, if JQH is booking bigger acts, if... The shrine has yeah. promoters who are active in putting things there. Then um, all levels of it are really elevated. Yeah, um, we're missing when I was when I was younger. You know, I, I think back to like there was this kind of golden era for me for going to events as a young person. Mm-hmm. So there was a time in Springfield um, when you could go to alcohol venues and really be any age yeah you know and and um you know that's subsequently changed but it's going to some of the like some juke joint and uh concerts there but also going to um uh f- events at the shrine that, and 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 big fields that the radio stations used to play so media used to play in the 90s a huge role in in events okay so in trying to spread their brands and that of their sponsors, they would, you know, uh, <laughs> Ramstein and and the the old drive-in movie theater on Kearney or you yeah know, the Dare to Care that was a, that was a seminal event for me, going to see and there being, you know, dozens of acts, locals mixed with with true kind of national headliners, but the radio stations having the clout to bring them here, and as radio and other media have kind of uh shifted you yeah. know they they haven 't been as active I think there's a couple that still are um or or becoming more so yeah um, uh, but the radio presence in those events was was something I think is shifting back to being potentially there, but it, you know the, when I feel like musical events in Springfield were kind of at their peak or when they were very involved and having the um, the presence at those events and creating those yeah. events, um, and
1: the resources too right. that go along with that. Yeah. That that definitely makes sense. Um, and and I've kind of I've so I've only been in Springfield I guess six years now maybe. Um, so um, kind of as a cultural standpoint for just different things, not necessarily that I'm going to a lot of shows or stuff, but I do feel like I've seen different things popping up. Um, like you said, different shows to the shrines, some of the bigger places um And even like, even bring like uh, the Blue Room Com- Comedy Club, yeah. bringing in bigger comedians in gonna here. Be like, here a couple weeks. yeah, it's it's cr- like you know, yeah. Whenever I pass and I see the little uh posters outside on the side of the building, there, I'm like, what? That's, that's it's yeah. just crazy because I mean, Springfield is a Big, small, little town, or however they, right. they say it, you know. So seeing those those acts and kind of seeing it grow that way is is kind of awesome to yeah. do that. Even
0: just driving from where I live to here, yeah, downtown of of coming east to west and seeing the late Miserab truck, yeah, at to K, and then driving past the Blue Room and seeing you know all the yeah. accolades of the comedians that are coming. Chris is doing a great job, there, yeah. By the way, yeah. shout out Chris, keep it up. Uh, uh, and you and in the, in the galois and the thing you know I mean it, it, it truly is remarkable it's Springfield's one of those places that uh, um Lorianne Dunn at the Ozzy Awards a few years ago what she called this crazy vortex of talent um, <laughs> and, and it's, but it's but it kind of just was the single statement of uh, the the power of who, who we have here yeah and how, like and Maybe other communities have the same per capita talent, but I'm not so sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, it feels like we we do have the amenities of a big city. Most cities this size don't have a symphony like we do. They don't have the uh, live theater presence that we do, mm-hmm. um, and the music scene is is just truly remarkable. The the level of performers that that you know, I feel like our community sometimes even takes for granted yeah. because we're just so used to. To, to hearing great music.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. He, you, you uh, it's like most things. and you're kind of in it every day and seeing it, yeah, you kind mm-hmm. of get taken for granted. For granted. Uh, so, so one question I know, like a lot of you do, like we've kind of talked about, um, kind of community in a whole as far as uh, getting people out and involved and stuff like that. But um, for example, like I know the Do Good Music mm-hmm. Festival and that kind of stuff. Um, there's more of a, uh, I guess more or less like charitable aspect yeah. to that and a different way to impact the community. So kind of what is that all about? Um,
0: yeah, um, well, do good in particular, it's, uh, it's one that actually, uh, an event started with tag yeah. magazine okay. down in the square and it was a, um, uh, so that was well, the first one was 2010 or 2011. We did a few years there and then, um, Revived it here the last couple years at at Ty and Timber over in Roundtree uh, neighborhood, and it wasn't ticketed at the square, and so it was one of the f- one of the um, first square events to to serve alcohol. Which, okay. and we were young and just thrilled that we didn't cuss it up for everybody. Right. Yeah, so yeah. whenever they were like, "Okay, guys," <laughs> uh, we like, you know, really felt a lot of pressure to not have anything wrong happen yeah, yeah. because we would never have the opportunity again um, but it's an event that's come back um, in the last couple of years where we're able uh, we've kind of raised the profile of the axe and added a ticket to it mm-hmm. and so um, before at the square we were kind of taking the net beer sales and that was the charitable you know and, and that's what we had really available yeah. to donate Um whereas now we're able to take um, we are able to find revenue other places and we've so this last last year we um, had three different nonprofits and they you know they have a presence there and they also receive you know uh, some donations and we're looking to, to step that up and those are mostly based off you know just how much money can we raise getting yeah. people here and it is um, last
1: year is kind of a I thought, I guess, a diverse group because you had um, a PTA there, right? I think right. was one of them. The, oh, shoot, I can't, yeah, the, so I can't we, think uh, of the houses. Yeah, um, we had, um,
0: so Eden Village, which is they the, right uh, um, they're building the, the communities of small houses for mm-hmm. the chronically homeless. Um, uh, that was one. Um, Sculpture Walk Springfield. That was another one, yeah. Was one, and then Roundtree PTA, which is um, the neighborhood school there next to the brewery, um, and so f- uh, for me it was it was looking at three different pieces of community Yeah. Um, that one I feel strongly about helping Eden Village we had done before, but um, you know the placemaking of Sculpture Walk Springfield, the visual the visual aspects of what they provide and the engagement with your city, visual arts do so much to. You uh, create that engagement. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and so that's important, that, that's important to me. And I feel like too, cause the brewery is a big partner and, and is taking more active role in that event. Um, important to them as well, uh, to, um, create that placemaking and, and the art, but i you know, the, I think the PTA of the kids that the kids of the families who are in that neighborhood, self-included. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, for education and then to um Eden Village has been a benefactor the last couple of years and there's um you know there there there's hundreds of chronically homeless um individuals in Springfield and so part of that's um you know I I really believe in, in Eden Village's mission to um Humanize, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, uh, and these are our and to give give them shelter, to give them a place to live, and and to provide while they, um, work their way back. Yeah, and and I think that that's one thing that a lot of people forget is that, um, uh, man, these these are our neighbors, like anybody else who just need they just need help. Yeah, and um, uh, they just need us to
1: you know Uh, anyway i I would say with with um them is it's cool and correct me if i'm mistaken but so besides kind of providing the shelter and stuff they also give they they build a lot of the 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 chronically homeless i guess the proper way to say build a lot of stuff and they make their Mm -hmm. own goods and crafts there that they're selling and the things Mm -hmm. that they're doing are actually that those individuals have made so it's kind of a it's not just hey here's a house it's hey let's get involved and kind of build you up in that way too so that's it's a cool way to do it
0: yeah and if they're um and they're open to um tours and things yeah to to individuals in the community going to see and i would i would encourage anybody interested to go and do that and to even if it's just going to that front building in the community space um uh, because it really is moving i know there's been some zoning issues with their second um yeah uh, with the second plot of land, um, but I think it's I think it's important to um, keep pushing and keep helping them fundraise and uh, keep helping them provide homes. I mean, the the little homes are, are really sweet too. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, But there's there's no con- there's no true conditions for those those homeless. So it, it, kind of there, there's no timeline for them to um, uh, move out. You know, some of them may not have the, the capacity to fully go back into the workforce and do that and there's no there's restriction no on them on to you know and so it, uh, it it truly reflects those individual needs yeah um, you know that the the funding helps uh, just everything from personal hygiene care to food to um, there's uh, to physicians and, and doctors of all sorts for that's that's awesome. I,
1: I bought a, a sweet tie dye tank top at the do good festival from that. I have not been able to wear it, wear it yet, but excited for that. So they do cool they do cool things like make cool things like that too. Um, so so really, I guess, um, and you, and it sounds like you've really been involved with everything from the very beginning, um, musically itself, and then kind of doing the radio stuff and doing events and that kind of stuff. What um, what kind of, I guess, advice would you offer to somebody that maybe lives in a in a smaller town, or maybe a place in Springfield, or that doesn't really have, I guess, um, as vibrant as a music scene, or is trying to kind of build that up? Mm-hmm. Like, where would somebody that's listening to that, that's not around here, you know, get started and kind of build that community?
0: Um, well, I think there's a couple things there in what you said. I think first, like, even if music isn't your thing, mm-hmm. right? It, the the first the first thing is just to be present like if you're yeah. that, no matter what your passion is um your community could probably benefit from your involvement in trying to help even if it's just being there yeah making yourself available uh making yourself present um like considering saying yes before you say no um no i mean i I do say no sometimes to some <laughs> things, but, I mean, being at least conscious of of each opportunity that could either build to later growth in your community or yeah. to immediate, um, that's one, just presence. Um, but musically, I think it's... Um, it, it all starts right like in that community and so i think uh, that's it's it that's tough like like commit to it (laughs) right like commit to commit to one thing at a time one one concert one uh screw it i'm gonna rent the vfw and have a bill of local bands all day yeah yeah, right just i mean it, it doesn't it Opening up your living room. Some of the best shows happen in people's living rooms. Yeah. So like, artists you like, they're on tour. Provide space, you know. Yeah. And, and, uh, I don't know. There's so many. There's so many different ways and avenues. Uh, buy CDs at shows. Buy the T-shirts. The band's not actually going to make very much money on the people just being there. The clubs are. It's. You know. Uh, like. Support the bands, listen to music yeah I, I, don't, I don't know, man just like no, that makes uh, sense
1: and, and kind of like you said, kind of building those those relationships being present and knowing um kind of creating those connections, mm-hmm. and I like the the advice too of saying of saying yes, and then you know i depending, but saying yes and then figuring it out kind of as you go and committing mm-hmm. um I think I think it's pretty good, um and the house shows too, I didn't think about that um it's actually a pretty good way if you don't really have a a way to do it, maybe you just have a group of friends or something that, you yeah. know, they're a good band or whatever, that's just a huge invite some trend in that's there, growing, you know. That's a huge trend that's growing
0: and it's continuing to grow is the house concert, yeah. so, uh, um, you know, I invite the band, you, have, you, you give a suggested donation, you have everybody bring a dish, you eat with the band, You they. Yeah. a lot of times you'll find that um, those performers are, uh, you know, making, you uh, Stronger connections in a community, so that when they have a um, venue show down the yeah. line, they kind of have this built-in audience of friends they've made. Because you're in a living room with someone, you're gonna interact. Yeah, and you're, yeah. You know, uh, but also selling merch, yeah. Getting hired on, you know, yeah. Um, it's a really fascinating way to see a show, and for artists to. I mean, there's apps now where you can Let's see where you can you can host so it's just like i sign up to host and they'll offer you artists you know i mean there's all there's all sorts of
1: (laughs) that's awesome um well where can people find um you online compass rose online all that good stuff and kind of see um kind of see what you're up to what events are coming up i know yes uh i'm sure 2020 is going to be packed for you also yeah
0: but um compass rose is on facebook you'll find all those i've been uh doing quite a a good number of of events at tie and Timber. Here recently, they're a great partner, um, so you can follow along with that um, uh, on their Facebook page as well uh, and, and website. I you can uh, shoot you can find me Wednesdays on K Drew hosting a, a radio show with Jimmy Ray. It's ninety eight one. It's also online five to six. You can find me on Mediacom and in a number of states and places with the TV show called nice. Soundcheck, which really? is a Really, I of fun. didn't know that. that's awesome. have done it for. Going on six years, won a couple of uh, Mid America Cable Network really awards. That's <laughs> so silly we missed stuff. all that. That's, you you should have been pre- bragging the whole time. Oh gosh, no, it's, uh, <laughs> that, that's pretty silly. The, uh, the 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 trophy that came with the last one we got was actually uh, laser inscribed backwards, which is fun. And <laughs> totally screams like party on Garth. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. No, uh, shoot, you can uh, probably find me at a at a concert yeah <laughs> find me at the square uh for tumble find a pretty cool company called lumen normally there too um thanks for the shot i did yeah, not ask yeah. for that plug but at, uh, <laughs> at tumble first fridays at the square you know it's um a really fun community event yeah uh, that we do each summer um yeah awesome yeah Whatever.
1: Well, guys, definitely um, check check them out on Facebook, um, all the Facebook events and stuff too. Um, a lot of stuff that Illumina is involved with, we share on our Facebook event pages as well, so you know what's up. Um, and, of course, like you said, Ty and Timber is an awesome um, place and has been an awesome venue for them as well. Um, but, Brett, uh, thanks again for uh being on today's show kind of sharing your whole story and kind of sharing um what's to come i'm excited to see all the awesome events this year
0: <laughs> right on man we're gonna have some fun thanks for uh putting up with my aimless rambling hey that's what it's all about <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> thanks Jeremy. thanks for listening
1: and hey if you made it this far and like what you've heard go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion until next time